Hey, ladies and gentlemen, I'm Richard Kennedy. I'm here with Nick Goslin and Ryan Garvey. We're New England Social, your New England-based podcast about everything New England, from places to go, people to see, things to do, and experiences we're having. Boys, how's it going? Good, man. We're doing a little bit of a uh, late-night record, so to speak. So, you know, com- coming to you late-night, smooth jazz sounds. Yeah, this one almost didn't happen, folks, but, you know, it's just the commitment we to ha- the game. We had to bring the product yeah. to the people. You wanted it. Yeah, I mean, Maddie and Danielle listen to this on their, like, bi-weekly or weekly grocery walk. So, I mean, it's just – it's it's pretty pretty important that we deliver this kind of content, I feel. So, hey, Garb, how you doing over there, buddy? Fabulous. Good, Richard, man. fabulous. I love hearing I, that. I feel great about my fantasy team after going 0-2 <laughs> to start the year. I think, yeah. actually, we all feel great because we all started at 0-2. Uh, yeah. We all started yeah, I'm, 0-2. I'm – I'm still one and three, so I had a little bit of catching up to do, but had a uh, had a big win, big win this week. Curb stomp Russell, friend of the podcast. Um, so sorry, buddy, if you're listening. Yeah, but it's uh, fantasy football. I honestly like am having a really hard time being motivated by fantasy football now that we're now that we're betting. Like honestly, I I just. I just like sports betting more, to be honest. It's not again. We That's say this all the time. It's not like poor excuse. I'm not I'm I just like I'm not betting a lot of money and I get it but I just I don't know I just like the I know what's going on right now just like put my attention on one thing you know make make a decision just let it ride see what happens so uh, I've never been like great at the at the micromanagement of the waiver wire and whatnot so but good fans wasn't that season. your advice wasn't that your advice yeah I said I'm not good at it I'm pretty sure on oh. that episode I said I'm not good at it wow to be honest. Takes. It, oh yeah, um, it's a, I, you absolutely have to. I mean, I love the waiver like, wire. I live. On I mean, the waiver, waiver wire, wire. Like seasons are won and lost on the waiver wire. I'll be up there. Like some of my best seasons are because like I like got lucky and I like I just like saw literally like Juju Smith or like Tyler Boyd like the years that they like, kind of popped off. I just like saw them play a couple games or, or like one game and like do well. And I'm like, you know what? I think he's gonna be good. I'm just gonna go pick him up. And it's just like a an early call. So yeah. Nick, how's fancy going for you all in all? You're two and two right now. Yeah, two and two. Came back with two big wins. Uh, not gonna lie, curb stomped carry this week. Sister yeah, of the podcast yeah. and yeah, uh, sister of the podcast. Yeah, no, f- you know, f- I feel good about my team. Um, yeah, hot take, dude. For those of you that don't know, I did kind of like a a ballsy move. Took Pat Mahomes in the first round, yeah. which Ryan would vehemently disagree with. Yeah. Yeah, no, not, not Pat Mahomes. Thing. Not Pat Mahomes. It's not his thing. If you're what gonna, you if you're you gonna pick you, Drew, you, you float a quarterback. That's your thing. That's okay. What if you don't have Mahomes for. or Jackson, if you're gonna have fucking, you're gonna pick Drew Brees in the fourth round. I think you're an idiot. Right. Sorry. Wow. But yeah, dude, fantasy's fantasy's going good. You know, I'm, I'm definitely still into it. So. All right. Cool. Um. We just for those who don't know, we've had we've had a fantasy football league between mostly people in our fraternity, uh, and then we our buddy John, and then actually my sister I had got got in there somehow, um, and we it's a great it's a great time. So we've been doing that for a while. I think how many years have we been doing that for over a decade now, right? Yeah, I want to say we started it like sophomore year or so, so maybe right around ten, eleven years, which is you know pretty impressive, long standing, yeah. long standing fantasy league. Yeah, it is cool. It's it's cool because cool I don't get to like see guys like Beans or like you know I actually don't I don't see I don't get to see Russell that much and uh, we we have all these folks in here and 
Um, it's just fun. It's it's good times all, all together. It's always like fun around this time of the year too because when we do get to see each other, like we like get to talk about it. Like that's probably my favorite part about it. So, um, cool. Well, I hope football like actually makes it all, all the way through the season. This last this last weekend was scary. I yeah, the NFL is teetering. Yeah, when we were like on the we were on the. We were teeing off, I think, on seven. We played golf this Saturday. Um, me and Nick up at the lake. Uh, our friend Danielle was nice enough to invite us up to her wonderful lake house on um, Mary Meeting Meeting Lake. Yeah, uh, fantastic, fantastic spot. And we went to Kingswood Golf Club, golf course, <laughs> golf course, golf um, course. Yeah, golf course and. And it was awesome, actually. It was great. It was a it good was, course. I liked it. It was great. It was really good. Have a driving range. It's just short driving range. So if you're like popping it out there, 350, you're definitely going into the woods. Uh, but they had a driving range, putting green, um, pretty open altogether. Like it's not too too narrow. But there are some more difficult. Uh, there are some more difficult holes. But we're teeing off on seven when we get the Cam Newton news, and like I felt like it was just like. Thing after thing, people coming out like, oh, so and so tested positive for coronavirus. Yeah. So I, I thought for a second we were just gonna get a shutdown right there, but yeah. I don't know. It looks like it's kind of hanging on. Dude, that was a good round no. of golf. Now you kind of got me thinking about it. That was good. You remember you parred that hole right after that? My short game was on that day. I Your had a short game, nice you, yeah. Star Nick, Nick literally hit I think back to back twenty foot plus putts and the second one was like the second nice. one was probably 30 feet honestly yeah. it was Sweet. it was disgusting it yeah. was disgusting it was pretty dope um, rained it in a little bit from last time yeah the time oh, before that <laughs> just well, no. absolutely not even hammerhead dude i'm saying hammered <laughs> the last time i played i got like a little too rambunctious let's say yeah. right. and so i tried to keep We're it a little right. more under control this time around we were playing with our boy chris he had a rough front nine he was not happy. morale could not have been lower for chris yeah it was a whole seven was a big hole that's where he made the call about morale morale was pretty low for him at that time came back loud on the back though part three holes on the back so he really that's why they really call him back up. nine chris <laughs> honestly funniest comment of the day uh, is when so our buddy we're golfing with our buddy chris and our buddy greg and greg steps up to the tee box this is like i think on like 11 and he just like looks at us and he goes, I I honestly can't imagine not hitting a bomb right now. And like, you know what? Greg had some really good holes. He had some really good shots, but he definitely wasn't bombing it off the tee box consistently. And so it was just kind of funny. And so he steps up and of course he like literally shakes it right into the woods. And honestly, I just <laughs> lost it. It's just, it was. Yeah, fantastic. that was a super funny moment. I mean, he. He came back and like bogey two holes in a row to win those holes, um, which was pretty good. So, I'm not gonna lie, huge turning point when they gave me that extra drive off the tee box. I think it was like on like 16, um, and time. I gave them the opportunity to back out of it. I gave, well, I we walked were, off the tee box. We were all pretty loud in the back. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, I I am a big proponent of like I am a big proponent of like okay if we're like you know if somebody's like says something in your backswing un un like unexpectedly that's one thing but like if people are just like talking and you decide to swing it's like, which is what i did to be honest and whatnot so but you're kind of like I accepting the, option, the noise and i gave him the option came out we had a huge a huge hole that we tied and then we came out and we won 18 to win to win the day which was massive, massive dude so, it was yeah, sick it was good times but anyways we were getting all those updates on the golf course and i was just it was like it was like crazy um lake was fun though in general 
Yeah, Lake House you was a, great. You had a couple of bullshit werewolf wins. I'm not gonna lie. You had one. You had one really good. So everybody, uh, one night ultimate werewolf. The kids it's like still a, salty about quote it. Quote unquote board game. It's like a discussion based game. You well, all have card like game. rules and, and card whatnot. Game. If you haven't played it, yeah, you should definitely check it out. It's super fun to play in groups. But essentially, you all get roles and nobody knows who each other is. Right? It's almost like Clue without the board, almost. Um, and you're trying to figure out who the werewolf is, and one of the cards, you know, you're essentially trying to get voted for at the end of the game, and Nick got two bullshit Tanner wins. It was horseshit. It was pretty epic. Rich is just super upset, but you know, the second one, the second one was, yeah, the second one was absurd just because I was literally screaming bloody murder. I was like, Nick's a liar. Don't trust him. <sighs> Master of that, deceit. That was right after the that was right after the the game where I like made a case that you can't carry like things from previous games into the next game. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I was like, Nick just lied to us. And people were like, Well You just said yeah. not to do <laughs> you <know>? that. <laughs> you were like, Ah, damn it. But yeah, no, I'm not gonna lie, I was pretty on point that round of railroads. I was uh I was doing good. Also funny moment was probably when I realized that there was a pool table at like I think it was I think it, it must was have like been like nine. I was gonna say nine or ten on Saturday. Yeah, <laughs> and they're just like, yeah, it was so surprising we didn't play any pool, and I was like, yeah, wait, like 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 billiards, and that's just like, yeah, there's a pool table downstairs, and then like next thing you know, we're playing three hours of pool. Me and Maddie dominated the pool pool table, so shout out Maddie. Um, yeah, Lake was awesome. It was amazing. So thank you, Danielle, for the invite. Yeah, was, thanks uh, a lot. Great time. Super good time. And like we said, we, ex- we expect the yearly invite from here on minimum. out. So Minimum. Minimum. Yeah, minimum. You know. Didn't get and, the invite. Hey, can you expand a little bit on this lake? Like a little New yeah. England, like some facts? Yeah, so I don't have any facts, but Mary Meeting Lake, it's up in... Talk Rich. New Durham, New Hampshire. New Durham, New Hampshire. Um, so like heading out you know i don't know what road it's on but you're just like <laughs> heading out past dover past rochester so honestly i know i know it's rochester because i had to get off and get gas and i i had to get gas at like one of the sketchiest gas stations i've ever been at in my life and like the funny part was in yeah, rochester? Like I, literally i had to get i got off the uh i got off the exit and was like i had put a shell station in my gps and so i get off and i'm like all right, cool. And the shell, of course, is closed, right? And so I drive. The next closest one is in town. So I drive in town. I get there and, uh, like, again, like, I don't need to go into detail, but it was an extremely sketchy gas station. And so I'm driving on my way back, and there's a Cumberland Farms. Like, I passed a Cumberland Farms. <laughs> there. Like, that was, like, right next to the, the highway. And so um, – yeah, you get out there. Uh, it's a awesome lake. It's pretty big. It's definitely like big enough to go boating in and whatnot. Um, they the particular situation we were in is uh, there's actually like a deck so you could like see out onto the lake. Um, yeah, so she kind of yeah they have their like own little like almost like peninsula beach. So it's like not like a huge beach, but you know what I mean. It's probably like fifteen. 20 feet long and it's like their own kind of like little mini access to the lake which is nice um just pull it up real quick so it's actually like a pretty decently sized lake um technically in stratford county new durham new hampshire um it's just northwest oh flowing south and then northwest to winnipesaukee yeah it's right next to so Winnipesaukee. just yeah 
um, just for a little reference part. And so I'm looking it up on Wikipedia, and I just wanted to bring up real quick. So I had I asked everybody. I'm like, people are like, oh yeah, no. Like I saw some guy fishing out there, and I was like, yo, like, are there like f- fishing here? And granted, I I asked kind of like silly, but I meant what I was referring to was if they like stocked the lake with fish. And everyone asked like like pretended like I was so out of whack for asking that. I feel like they were like are there fish in there? Of course there's fish. And I'm like, no, do they like stock it? They're like, what? No. Stocking a lake? Like, that's so silly. And Lydia, literally in the Wikipedia page, it says that the lake gets stocked. Yeah, so it's funny you say that because I'm pretty sure I drove past where they yeah we saw an aqua yeah we saw an aquaculture um facility i was like why are like i was like they had all these pools lined up i'm like what are those and i'm like yo i bet you that's for the i bet you that's the lake they stocked they stocked the lake with fish nick was right yeah um so yeah i don't know it's a really cool it's definitely a cool lake definitely a a great place to like um i think kind of vacation i think lake winnipesaukee too is like um amazing uh obviously a little bit more uh busy but yeah then again Essentially, Kingswood Golf Club is like on your way to Wolfboro. I guess it's in Wolfboro. So it's like right outside of downtown Wolfboro. So it's probably about 20, 20 30 minutes away from uh, Mary Meeting Lake. It's right off of Lake Winnipesaukee. So it's great. You're taking 16 essentially out there, and then you, you cut off. Um, yeah, almost like going to UNH. Yeah. yeah. Um, Dude, Wolfboro. Shout out, shout out Connor Burrows and BB. <laughs> BB. Uh, maybe it wasn't. Um, I'm not a hundred percent sure it was Rochester that I stopped that the gas station was in actually. So I'm sorry for the, the Rochesterians, 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 the Rochesterians. Yeah, that's what it is. Um, so that's cool. Garb, you went to Katahdin recently too, right? Uh, Saturday I hiked Mount Katahdin, which is the second highest mountain in New England. Thank you very much. What's the first? Mount Washington. Nice. Um, so yeah, we made this trip to Mount Katahdin, which is two hours pretty much northwest of where I live in Bangor, Maine. And, um, if you ever have been to Northern Maine, it's just, it's obviously a different experience than probably anything else you've ever experienced, but it's, um, in Baxter Park, Baxter State Park, which is basically the state park in Northern Maine. That's like... Shout out. You can do other is, things. There's so lakes. So Baxter Brewing from that area? It must be, right? Baxter Brewing, I believe, is from that area. Um, Amazing. Great beer. Yeah. Yep. Baxter. Let me look. Baxter Brewing. Um, it, That's in Lewiston. Not quite the same thing. Um, <laughs> not but, even close. But actually. they probably – because Baxter was obviously a name of a dude who uh, – was some political guy that made this a state park. But um, Mount Katahdin... Was the name took... of a dude. <laughs> yeah, his last name. His last name was Baxter in, like, the 1930s. No, I know, but you're just like, so Baxter was obviously the, the name of a dude. <laughs> well, like... yeah, I mean, that's what all this shit's named after, right? <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Okay. Yeah, I mean, enough. pretty much. Um, the hike? The hike was, was 10 hours long. Um, so we went up the first three miles. Wasn't too bad. You know, it isn't, it is definitely an incline. Obviously we get to a stop. And then once you get above the tree line, 
it's pretty maze. Like when I say about the tree line, I literally mean trees end because you're so high up and you're just on rocks and stones. And you're for me, I was on all fours because you were on all fours at that point. Yeah, because it just makes it easier to like climb up the rocks. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, yeah, literally. What? Like a bear. So, yeah, like a bear. Because it just makes it easier because you're at such an incline. Like, you're not at such an incline. You're rock climbing. But it's enough that it's just easier to be on all fours because, I don't know, I feel like I was going to, like, fall back a little bit. And also, it makes it a lot easier on your legs to be on all fours. So, at one point, I'm like, all right, let me just put some of the the strenuous activity on my arms so I can take some wait, off my so, legs. Wait, who do you, I heard who from, you say you were going with? I heard with from unnamed queso? sources that you were huffing and puffing. Yeah, of course, dude. Everybody was huffing and puffing. You, uh, you uh, went with queso? Right I went with queso. Queso and beans, yeah. So. Oh, the bobcat uh, was up? Yes, the bobcat. Wow. The old bobcat. Shout out and bobcat. then, um... Some of Queso's really weird friends. There was one dude that was a dentist, and I'm like, you're literally a serial killer, but we don't have to go there. Uh, he talked about his balls and his dick and his constipation issues. Like, that's pretty much what I got out of it. Um, yeah. But anyways, Queso's got some weird friends. Wait, um, but do you yeah, honestly we... think he's a serial killer? I think he could be. I think he's just like Holy a dentist. Shit, and... A dentist yeah. serial I mean... killer? That's like some Dexter shit. Oh, it's very common. At least that's well, what you hear. Wait, I don't like, think serial killer. <laughs> like, like crazy dentist? That's like a thing. That's like a stereotype about dentists. Well, they have a high suicide really? rate. But yeah, I didn't yeah. know that. Like laughing huh. gas and shit. And then there's a lot of actual like murders. Like Megan Lifson's uh, my favorite murder podcast. And there's a couple about dentists that like pretty much like gas out the customer, patient, and yeah, there's whole. A bunch of murder involved. Fuck. There's dude. also a movie made around that. Um, I'm supposed I, to I go to it, the dentist soon. Damn it, dude. Yeah, he might be a serial killer. Anyways, so the hike was great. So we got up there. Uh, Katahdin, very foggy. You're in the clouds. You're literally in the clouds. Wait. So then where, you take. Sorry, I don't mean to keep harping on this. Where Where is he from? Just so I make make sure I never. Go to his oh, uh, dental practice. Keene, New Hampshire. Keene. Keene New okay, Hampshire. so he's from Keene. Okay, cool. Yeah. And he's Sorry, got huge balls. Not to give, not to give Keene a bad name. Keene's cool yeah, place. Yeah, yeah. Pumpkin Fest. Yeah. Yeah, not anymore. Sorry, though. okay. Never go, to, never go to the so dentist you're in, in Okay, Keene. all right, all right, all right. So you're in the clouds. So you're in the clouds. Um, so we got to the peak, and then we crossed what's called Knife's Edge. So you can imagine yeah. a, a knife. Oh, so you went on Knife's Edge. Yeah, we went on Knife's Edge. So... Everyone's but, saying, which is a famous trail. You gotta tell people about Knife's Edge. Yeah, it's a very famous trail. It's just like the trail, pretty much crossing the peak of Katahdin to I don't know what the other peak is called, but a, a peak basically 200 feet lower than it in elevation. But it's about a 1.2, 1.3 mile hike. But it takes a very long time because you're on kind of rock that's unstable, and you're going down and up and down and up and down and up. And as you step on some rocks, it shakes, so you just really need to be careful of your balance. But the fact that it's called Knife Edge is a little intimidating. It is many feet wide, and if you fall, unless you're a beach ball, you're not going to fall off the mountain. So if you Got fall it. down, you're going to fall in place. If you trip and you try to keep your balance and you know you do one of those like falls, but like you fall far away, you're still not going to fall down the mountain. 
Got unless it. you're Got in it. a couple of very particular spots. So for us, we went up. We already reached a peak. Then we took Knife's Edge. So As opposed from, to going up the other mountain and then right. taking Knife's Edge up. Okay. Right. So this way, the way we went, the beginning of Knife's Edge was a lot easier. At the end, you have what's called the Devil's Armpit. The Devil's Armpit is basically, I actually had to jump because I'm short um, to reach from, I was at a certain height to reach at a platform but beneath me. I, I had to jump. So that was the scariest part, um, but even if I if I fell, it would have You're been scary. You're essentially Indiana Jones, like at the end of the day. Uh, that's what you feel like, and that's like wow, I was hiking it. So I'm like, I'm never gonna do this again. I'm never gonna do this in my life. And then I got off, and the next day I'm like, oh, I want to go back in like two weeks because it just felt like wow. such an accomplishment. But, that's awesome, dude. That's cool. The nicest did you thing. Guys camp, on, did you guys camp there? Or did you, is it, so they is it they did they did, but it was only two hours from me. So I I wound up going home at night because I didn't really feel like sleeping in a tent. Yeah. Um. So yeah. it was only two hours. So I got home by like ten thirty. Yeah, I was That's gonna cool. say what That's was legit. the what was the total time for the hike? Yeah. Like how what long was your did it take up and you? Down when start to finish. So we left about eight fifteen, and I got back around six. 15 queso got back around 645 and then beans and his girlfriend got back around eight and it was pitch black by then so you're required to have headlamps for that reason uh so they uh, had to use their headlamps so you guys split up yeah so we got we got pretty much split up on knife's edge um this is how actually it happened three of the dudes got in front of me i was just going and then all of a sudden i'm in the middle of everyone i'm all alone on knife's edge and i'm like it was pretty cool because i was just alone and the clouds were moving and it cleared up and then you can get the view i was like this is a good experience to be alone for a little while but then i caught up with the dudes in front of me and we were basically split up not that that was planned we didn't really plan you know but um yeah we just kind of went ahead and then we waited for them at the other peak and then we went ahead again and then we were there so the downhill was the worst part by far after Knife's Edge, my knees felt like jelly. It was uh, three and a half miles down. It We were like, oh, that'll take two hours. It took about three hours. It was like, Damn. it was Miz because it was never ending. Oof. It just felt never ending going down. How many down. miles up was it? Um, so up, it was about f- five miles and down was about six miles. But that includes Knife's Edge, which is 1.2. And that's kind of up and down. So it's more of like... A straight walk um more than like it doesn't feel like you're going down because you're going okay. down and up and down and up and then so you're you walking eventually like 11 only... you're walking 11 miles of mountain 11 miles yeah yeah it's pretty good yeah that's yeah. awesome it's impressive dude congratulations that's really cool um yeah so bachelor state park is awesome especially if you're not from new england and you like that kind of wood stuff it's not my flavor but if you like that stuff that's a great area i did look it up it was named after the donor percival p baxter um old percy and yeah old percy um and yeah so it's pretty cool uh, definitely check it out well thanks carp that's was fucking inspiring great job um I just got done smoking some ribs. The smoker's crushing right now, so I'm starting to dial it in a little bit, getting to know, getting to know how to use it and whatnot. Um, I overcooked my ribs just a little bit, but they're super tender and uh, not fall off the bone, which is what you're looking for. So 
that's pretty cool. Um, what are you guys drinking before we get into our topic? So I'm drinking this 18 watt IPA from Single Cut Beer Smiths. Um, it's just a beer that I had gotten when we were actually up by Merry Meeting Lake, and uh, we never drank them, so I've been drinking them now. It's just classic IPA. Not from New England, from New York, but pretty good. Fucking lit. Garb, what are you drinking? Vivian? Drinking a Bon, a bon Viv. It's a spiked seltzer. It has zero sugar. Um, oh, Bon and it's, Viv. It's made in, uh, it's made in Baldwinsville, New York. Wow, very nice. Very nice. Um, I have uh, Great Rhythms uh, Squeeze IPA on tap here, so... That's what I'm drinking. Um, I need to figure out what I'm going to get next for beer. Like, all the breweries up here, like, they sell kegs where I, like, had a little bit of more – I had a little bit of, had more problems down in Boston getting getting kegs. So uh, I'm trying to figure out what I want to get next. But I'm, oh, I'm... dude, you know what I should do? I wonder if – I wonder if um, Maine Brewing Company sells kegs because hmm. I should – I could go – You want a lunch? Yeah, I could go get I could go get lunch, or I could go get one of their. That's actually lunch was actually the first keg that I put on my keg. That's pretty dope. A lunch keg would be great. Yeah, yeah. So, and I'm gonna pass them on my way back from your place, or up from your place, or I could get Orin Brewing Company too while I'm up there. Um, I don't know. We'll figure it out. Cool. So, topic today, uh, we're gonna do a Celtics wrap up since the Celtics season is unfortunately over. over. Uh, talk a little bit about how we're feeling, uh, and and whatnot. I pulled out like just three things I wanted to talk about, and but like you know we can kind of jump in and, and do whatever. But first thing I want to talk about is what were our thoughts on Bubble Ball? I I mean, yes, it is very different. But I don't think you can blame the bubble for as like a, an excuse. I think that it's like very no, no. But like, what do you just think about bubble ball in general? Do you like bubble? Like, I I personally like bubble ball more than regular. So you're saying like, like no fans and that kind of stuff? Yeah, I don't know. I just kind of liked it. I just like. I feel like it kind of made a little bit more of an even kill. Um, I just I don't know. I liked it. I I liked bubble ball. I'm not saying like you're never gonna do that. You're putting it. You're like, throwing away too much money. But I don't know. I thought I was gonna hate it, but I I really didn't. Okay, really so didn't just mind it. like if for just to clarify, reason, when you're saying like bubble ball, you're talking about like strictly the games. So you just mean like the enclosed thing, essentially no no fans. Well, not just that, but like you have all of them in the same area. Nobody's traveling. People are getting more rest. There's no jet lag or anything like that. You're not playing in different weather, okay. although that doesn't really matter as much with basketball. You know what I mean? There's just uh, there everybody is there, right? You know what I mean? So, well, okay. So let me put it to you this way: like again, coronavirus sucks. Like we don't know how much longer this is going to be, but like I, there's a very good chance that you don't have fans in the next NBA season. Like, yeah, there's a pretty yeah. solid chance. Like, yeah, I mean, like, we, like, I just got called off till June. I'm not going back in the office till June. Wow. Um, Ooh, now. boy. Damn. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm remote until June now, and we just got that news. And, like, I think there's a really good chance that you don't have fans um, at, you know, at that time. Now, I don't know that they'll do the bubble. Yeah. Because I, I feel They'll probably like, be more of the know, travel. I feel like. Like kind of what the NFL is yeah, doing. Yeah, and I think there are going to be some – I think there will be some cities. What you're going to start to see, I think, is some cities are going to have different regulations because of their numbers mm-hmm. are lower. 
right? You know what I mean? And so I think you might have situations where some some teams maybe do have fans, but some teams can't. So, um, but like I don't mind it. Like if, again, if the whole next season was played in a bubble again, I really would not mind it. I honestly wouldn't. Yeah, I I think it kind of depends. Like the MLB is doing pretty well without a bubble. Um, the yeah, NBA's played NBA's played indoors. Uh, I don't know. I think if the MLB and NFL make it, I I don't. I can see the NBA going no bubble. Yeah. Um, okay. What did you guys think about the Celtics' performance in the bubble um, overall? <sighs> this is like so couching it, but. I just kind of feel like if you had said before the playoff started that we were going to make it to the Eastern Conference Finals, I'd be like, oh, like, you know what I mean? Like, pretty successful run into that. Would I have liked to see them make the jump to the NBA Finals, but like without knowing their opponent or anything? But I think if you're saying like in a vacuum – Miami versus the Celtics seven game series to go to the NBA finals. Like that is a massive disappointment and underachievement. I think so. I mean, yeah, that, but okay. But I, I feel like you're looking at it in the vacuum of that one series. They lost a series that they shouldn't have lost. Like, how do you feel about the team's performance in general in the bubble? Pretty good. Like not, I love them against the 76ers. I, well, that's I, I dude. I mean, like the Sixers are a dumpster fire. They just fired their coach. Like they're talking about trading Embiid or, or Simmons. Like, I just feel like to hang your hat on doing that. And like, I like their performance against Toronto, but I don't know, right. man. I think that the, the way in which they lost showed some pretty f- like fundamental flaws in my opinion with the team that I don't think. Like, I think in a normal season, if they're playing Milwaukee, they're going to get blown out of the gym, too. So, like, the team that I saw, it's not like they lost, like, a hard-fought series on a buzzer beater in Game 7 to a pretty good team. Like, they got stomped out by a team that just gives more effort than them. And so, I'm kind of like... But are you, like, are you not giving the Heat enough credit, maybe? Like, like I mean, think about it. The Heat beat Milwaukee. Milwaukee was the easy favorite, even going into the playoffs, to go to the finals and they literally wipe the floor with them. We're a really great team. Same thing with us. Like, and I don't think any of us thought that any team on the East really had a shot against the Lakers. They have literally LeBron James and Anthony Davis on the same team. And honestly, if anything should be illegal, that should be illegal in the game of basketball. Cause that's just ridiculous. So like, are you down? Like, are you maybe downplaying the, the success of the heat a little bit here? Well, I mean, they've got some good No, no, no. I agree. But I think if we're going to talk about Jason Tatum as like a – I mean, obviously, it's very early on in their careers. And so they can still develop into these guys. But if we're going to sit here and be like, oh, yeah, like Jalen Brown, every year all-star, like Jason Tatum, he could be like top five player in the NBA. Like maybe he could be the best player in the NBA. Then like we have to hold them to that kind of standard where like this – the fashion in which they lost, I think, plays like a large role in it. Again, they didn't like they didn't lose going down swinging. Like they they got stomped. I guess I just wonder. I think it's going to be interesting to see where the Heat are next year because I just wonder if we like don't. I felt the same way you felt coming off of that game, and now that's marinated for me for a little bit. I think a part of me is kind of like. You know, Butler is no slouch, right? Like, 
Tyler Hero looks like he could potentially be one of the better players in the NBA soon. And then um, uh, who's their their, their young Bam at a bio. Uh, Bam, Bam Bam was like I honestly like I would he wasn't even really on my radar. And watching this guy play, I'm like that kid is awesome. Um, and so like I mean they've got some. No, they do, but I think that, right I think the clear you know talent I mean? disparity lies with the Celtics. Is it though? Like you know what I mean? Like I don't know. Like Kemba Walker. In I will theory, say this, it should be Kemba Walker for me was exposed exposed like i i will not even exposed it just it makes me worried because he was like an iron man through all of his time with charlotte and now yeah. it's like he's yeah. turning 30 31 where he's at the beginning of this yeah, huge contract sorry. already having knee issues that's just like that screams mileage especially for a guy too that he definitely yeah. went to school at least until his junior if not senior year so like yeah, I love the player. I really do. I love the player. I hope he comes back strong next year. I loved what he was doing in the regular season. Um, but he just – and, like, here's the thing is you have to say this. Like, he's a rookie when it comes to playoffs. Jason Tatum and and Jalen Brown have more playoff experience and deeper playoff experience than Kemba Walker by far already, right? He had never made it past the first round until this year. And so, you know, at the end of the day, like, that's – something right and it's not the easiest playoffs to like start you don't have your fan base there to to kind of back you up um so it really just comes down to your raw skill and i think i think a big part of kemba walker's game is his grit right and i think it's hard to have as much grit as you are going to when you're playing against fans who are booing for you and in front of fans who are cheering for you so um but i don't know i'm worried about i'm worried about kemba walker i really still I feel like you're getting paid the big contract. You're the one that we brought in here to to replace Kyrie. Um, it like Tatum had what I would say was a little bit of like an underperforming year compared to what we were hoping for last year, and then this year he came back super strong. But like coming oh, into you, the season, it was supposed to be. You, you're referring to last to year Walker. that Tatum was disappointing a little bit. La- no, last year, okay. yeah, last year I think Tatum. I think we were very hot on Tatum. We're like, wow, this kid's gonna be great. He came in. He was doing a little bit too much of the Colby thing. He was doing a little bit too much of the take, like twelve seconds of the okay. shot clock yeah. to to like rim out. Totally like, agree. This year he came back. He dialed back in the three a little bit. Um, he got bigger. He got more physical. His defensive game took a huge step forward. And the guy became an elite scorer in the game. And so he that was huge. But I'm just saying, you didn't really know that, right? Like, we were like, hey, Jason Tatum had a season last year. And, like, a good season. We were hoping for something a little bit better. So coming into this season, you're like, Kemba Walker needs to take the lead here. He's the big contract that we just brought in, just signed, right? And we already have one max contract that's just, like, not really working out with Gordon Hayward. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. I think I think I at the end of the day, I think I'm I'm happy with the performance of the bubble. I'm happy with the season. Um, we need a an elite big man. Like that's what our dude. Team not needs even right an elite. We need a just like and like Tice is okay, but we we just need like a functioning big man that you can leave on the floor like in crunch time. Yeah. Like, and I just feel like Williams could be that guy maybe, but I just feel like we don't know because we won't give him the minutes, and I don't understand why. I Like, Brad, I want to be like, Brad, what is this about? Like, I just feel like he doesn't leave the kid in there enough to get him hot, and, like, that 
annoys the piss out of me. Yeah, but it's also too, like, this is one, I mean, granted, I call Brad out on a lot of stuff, but it's like, we don't see a lot of the stuff behind the scenes, like, whether it's his preparation or how he performs in practice or, like, meetings and whatnot. And you do see, like, this, I don't know, the times that he is, like, succeeding, it's very much, like, transition or like open court stuff and there are times that when i feel like the game kind of slows down a little bit which happened a lot against the heat that he got like consistently just kind of he was like way out of position a lot and he just looked like he was like Mm. not in it mentally and i think that that's what he was like can williams maybe stand up better physically with Adebayo? yes but from a mental standpoint like he almost needed Tice out there just because he was like, Tice won't completely kill us on the defensive end. Yeah, yeah. No, you're not wrong there. Um, Can we talk about Tatum real yeah, quick? I, yeah, let's move on to the kids. The kids, what are you, how are you feeling? Um, so Tatum, just specifically, well, no. I, Can we talk about Tatum? I, I, am, I haven't organized I'm, my thoughts I yet. love the growth. <laughs> I am sick of him pretending like he has already arrived. Like there was the couple couple of situations with the technicals and it's just like, I'm convinced he lost us a game on technical foul to be honest. And that was, I think that game was against Toronto. So ultimately won the series, like did not wind up impacting from that standpoint, but he got another technical in the Miami series and it's like, I, it's just so frustrating for a player that seems to have all of the talent but needs to, like, mentally put it together. And it's like, imagine if Tatum had, like, Jalen Brown or, like, Marcus's smart, like, drive and tenacity. You'd be like, he was he just seems to float sometimes. And that's just kind of my one gripe with him. I mean, I, I love him, like, and he re- he really does does look like he's ascending quicker than most people normally would, but he's got to fix the the complaining issue. It's like every time he's always like downs the floor and misses a basket, he's like, oh, on my hand, on my hand. Yeah, I mean, I will say this. I'm looking at this, and I think this is just his playoffs, but the kid's like 23, seven, and three. Like so on paper, I mean that's just fantastic and exactly what I'm looking for out of him. And like especially if you add like one to each of those categories, that starts to look like some really elite cat or like maybe a few more points, maybe twenty five points, eight and four. I mean, that just starts to really feel like an elite level player. So he's like playing at an elite level status. But I completely agree with you. And I think like for the team as a whole, that like was maybe the theme for like the the failure there was immaturity. Yeah. Right. Like, I think it was the same thing with like Jalen Brown, although like I, I am so much more okay with this than like the immaturity out of Jason Tatum. But like when Jalen Brown came off of his man, um, in the, uh, Toronto game and they hit that, they hit that game buzzer three point, uh, who, who, who took that shot again? Um, was it Powell on Toronto? No, I think so. No. Hold on. It might have been Powell, actually. Well, it was Kyle Lowry, so, yeah. Yeah, so Lowry passes in. The, you know, the guy hits a three from the corner um, with literally less than a second on the thing. And it's like, it, Jalen Brown, if you are over there, he does not get the ball off in time. 
You don't need to touch him. You don't need to do anything. He just he won't get the ball off in time, and you might intercept the ball if it's still thrown to him. Um, and so, like, that's an immature play there from him. But, like, all in all, I like to – I mean, Tatum had some super immature moments with both, I think – I can't think of, like, specific situations, but I just feel like they didn't manage clock very well either, to be honest. Um, I think they made some stupid – Just quick reference because I just – not to bring it back, but – um, the stats you were looking at for Tatum were just like his regular season stats. His stats in the playoffs actually like pretty filthy. Average twenty five point seven, so call it twenty six. Yeah. Okay. And, so good correction. Thank you. Um. Wait. Hold on. I just lost it. Total rebounds: ten rebounds and five assists per game. Yeah, like that's disgusting. And a, blo- dude, that's- a block, and like, so like, a block, a block, and a steal as well. Gosh, he's disgusting in the playoffs. Yeah, he was pretty filthy. And so Jalen Brown is someone that, yeah, like I was kind of really excited with his playoff performance. I feel like he was. Oh, dude, uh, he's he's honestly, I he's borderline the thing I'm most excited about on the team. His contract is super attractive. Yeah, he looked, and he's kind of one where, uh, not to the same extent, but with him. There are a couple of games where I'm like, he's. I look at his stat line and he's taken 10 threes, and I'm like, Jalen Brown should almost never be taking 10 threes in a game. That's just like, that's not his game. And you looked at yeah. it and consistently when he was like usually having a great game. And some sometimes he was on too. So like, God love him because he's like, if you're going to get hot as a shooter, that's, you know, you got to keep him firing. But he's super yeah. effective driving to the hole knocking down free throws at a good clip, which has always kind of been a big bugaboo for him. And I just felt like he, um, you know, he, he yeah. killed it. I was really excited for his, uh, his playoff run that he had. Yeah, no, I mean, he, uh, again, like I said, it, in, in my opinion, might be the most exciting part. I think Jason Tatum, it's like, great. He's at the point where it's like, Great, we need you to we need you to be the player that we feel like you can be, and we're just waiting for you to actually arrive. And again, I don't think he's like off schedule. Like I feel like every time I say that, just third year. it sounds like yeah. Like, so I'm saying, like I, I feel like every time I say that, he it, it's like I'm saying he isn't impressive and he isn't like doing fantastic, or I think he should be better than he is right now. But like maturity is is something that I'm like. You could score. You could have these numbers. You could have these numbers. I think he can do more. That's the thing. But you can have these numbers and be a great, maybe one of the best NBA players of all time. But like, what is going to help you win championships is like scoring at the right times when we need them, and then also just having a having a mature game, right? Like, I literally think that the reason Toronto was able to hang with us is they were a more mature. Totally. Team. They played more mature basketball. Um, and I think it's the same thing with the Heat. I think Jimmy Butler um, and his crew, even though like the team's not necessarily like an older team, like two of their best players are two of their youngest players too. But like they played a more mature basketball series, and like we were exposed from that perspective. Turnovers is a great call out, Garby. Um, Jalen Brown, twenty one points average. It looks like for the playoffs, thirty five percent from the three. Two assists. I wish that assist number was bigger for me. Yeah, the ball sometimes does stick with him. But see, what's yeah, frustrating really about the was... Heat, for instance, is I know we kind of give Jimmy Butler that like dog mentality credit, but when we're talking about playoff experience, he's not one that 
has a championship to his name, or I don't even know if he's ever been to an Eastern Conference Finals before. And so when you look at that, and then you see that they also have two young players who are playing at a much mature pace than the Celtics, it's like, so now, you know, not like we have to be worried about the Milwaukee Bucks and then Brooklyn coming back next year. But like, is Miami, are they going to just be that much better because they're going to be gaining skill? And it's like, now we're behind Miami too. So that's where I was kind of going with my initial comment, meaning that like, I just, like they have some good pieces here. But then like you were kind of just saying, if we're just kind of waiting, like Kemba, he is what he is. Gordon Hayward, obviously like, that whole situation, don't need to dump on it. Marcus Smart, again, kind of like... What's up with his contract? Is he almost He has one more. Dude. He has an option this year, which he's going to opt into, obviously. Um, he's definitely opting into it. I wish he'd restructure. I would love to have him on the team at a cheaper yeah. price. Because I do think he adds a good value, and I think he's a great player, and I love that he can pop off for 30 points at any time, but I just, like, I don't... Like, he's just too much money. And we need a big man. Like, we need to go out there and get a big man. Well, so that's like, where I feel like that. they kind of have to make a move a little bit i feel like you know in this who's yeah. a big man in the nba right now i'm trying to think of like who's going to be available next year uh um, I'll, I'll throw out a name for you i i would love to see them because i think at this point too you could get him for something kind of cheaper and he would fit in brad's system because he is um he can shoot the three-pointer miles turner from indiana they're really kind of using demontis sabonis as like their guy now and i feel like turner's like a borderline afterthought but he's like kind of like a big athletic center can shoot some threes he's not like a a rock but he'll get some like weak side blocks he's like really athletic got some good wingspan and that's a guy that i feel like they would actually be able to use maybe brad could kind of coach up a little bit and i think that for the right price indiana would be willing to part with them because they have another big man who they kind of view as more of a cornerstone Okay, all right. I'm not as familiar with that player. I'll have to check him out, but that does sound attractive Dude, he, to me. He played for your uh, ex-alma mater, the Longhorns. Oh, Go Bama. Roll Tide, hey, roll Buckeyes. <laughs> um, so, yeah, anyway, so I, I don't know. Okay, so I guess let me ask you, what do you think? How do you feel about the Celtics now? Like where, like if you had to make a statement, make a statement about the Celtics right now. How do you feel about them? Not good enough. Wow, that's a big statement, Garb. How do you feel about the Celtics right now? If you had to make a statement, um, I think they're the best they're gonna be. Wow, you guys are negative on them. Right I don't know, now. man. Oh, I think that I don't. I don't know. I think I don't think they're gonna get much better than this. I think the, the I didn't get to say it, but the problem in this series, I am putting it a little bit more on Brad. I think we had the talent. Love that. I think um, we got shut down in situations where they could have adjusted and they didn't, such as like that two-three zone. See, dude, where... that's something that's so frustrating, and like obviously none of us played like basketball at any real professional level but all the analysts are like if you are worth like half a damn as like a coach f with an nba roster you should be able to break down a zone defense no problem and you saw right. it when this that's why they never play it when the, the celtics NBA. shifted to it, miami it. picked him apart and then the celtics literally yeah. just got like fucked by miami zone which is so bad yeah i know yeah 
Yeah. Um, I guess my statement is on the bleeding edge. I think they are just so close to getting over the hump and being like, maybe not the champs, but like being the team you don't want to run into in the playoffs, like for real. Like I feel like they always say that about the Celtics, but it's always like, I don't know. They make me anxious, right? Like that's what I, that was like my big feeling maybe a week ago was just they or a few, couple weeks ago when we were in the series was like the Celtics make me anxious. Now I'm like they're on the bleeding edge, you're right there. And you just need Tatum Brown to take one more big step or you need to bring in a big man a big piece and like a, ideally a mature like talented one um so and I don't know how you do that um because I think you I think you got to get rid of Marcus Smart at that point I think you got to mortgage away your future at that point you're probably getting somebody on a short deal um and you're gonna need to try to convince them to sign here and like that's that's tough we know you hate Marcus Smart Nick though so I know you'd love to see that so I just – me and Rich got into a lengthy discussion, and I think that Marcus Smart is someone, because of the way that he plays and he is the longest tenured Celtic, I think that sometimes he f- floats above the blame line a little bit, and you hear us kind of railing on Tatum, and we're railing on Kemba, and we're railing on Hayward, and we're talking shit about Tice, but we're like, oh, like Marcus Smart plays so good, and I just think that he doesn't get enough – we give him a lot of credit for the winning plays that he makes, but he gets relatively no blame for the losing plays that he makes, whether it's like a stupid shot or like ill-advised, like, you know, getting all tough after the whistle or whatnot, getting too hot-headed. And I just think that there, we have to like look at him realistically in the mirror and be like, okay, yeah, I, I think that he does have a, like a good amount of negatives attached to his game. And, like, he has made vast improvements on the court. But I don't know. I'm just – and I'm not saying, like, I hate him by any means. But if you're going to want to be that guy, which I think that he thinks he is, then, like, I'm going to treat you like that guy. And I'm going to criticize you the same that I would criticize Tatum or Brown or Kemba or Hayward. Hmm. Yeah. I, I just feel like he's I, a I net know. positive, dude. I feel like he's a net positive. He is. I feel like you're not gonna get. I don't any, think that you're not getting any perfection. That's not what I, I'm saying, I, dude. He's obviously think, a big. I think net he had positive. such a. No, I know, but like, I just don't know how you can like want to give your him take blame. is super negative. Your your take is super negative on him, and you're and like in our original conversation, you essentially were saying like, don't be surprised if we need to trade him because of this, and it's like that seems so so harsh to me. Like that, he is such a net positive. His contract's so friendly that, like, yeah, he's a little hot headed, but you like kind of need that bulldog on your team, and you're net. You can't get that without without the bad, right? Like, I mean, that like it just it is what it is. Um, I mean, I think you can find a player like, that plays hard that doesn't punch a glass mirror and cut up his hand and miss a month of the season for twelve for twelve million dollars a year that plays as good as Marcus Smart. Who? I'm just saying, like, if you're telling me in this scenario you have to trade Marcus Smart to get Miles Turner, like, that's not something I'm just, like, poo-pooing right away. I'm like, you need a big man. No, I'm not either. I think I think if you're bringing somebody in of substance, you're going to need to trade yeah. Marcus Smart. That's what people – that's, well, that's what teams what, are going to want. I don't think Marcus Smart is untouchable. He's not. I, he's not. I think the only two people that on your team that should be untouchable are Brown yeah. and Tatum right now. Um. I get super hard on Marcus. When Smart. we watch the games, I see like 
not only the types of shots that he takes, but when he takes them. And he for sure has an inflated self ego. And I just think that like, no, I don't, and that's... I, I don't know that you, you don't sign for $12 million when you easily could have signed more if you have an inflated ego or you think you're the guy. Well, dude, I mean, I don't think he easily could have. He, he dangled out there for a while. No one else would have given him that deal. I mean, he was. You don't think he could have got paid? No, dude. He he got. Right. He was on free agency for like a pretty long time, and came, nobody else offered him a contract. And he came back to the Celtics. I guess I thought he signed pretty. I guess he. I thought he signed no, pretty quickly. No, no, no. Oh, okay. That's my mistake. Um, he has fourteen points. Let's see, five rebounds, four assists in the playoffs on thirty-eight minutes. 0.5 blocks, 1.2 steals. Does it have his plus minus? He's a plus minus five. That's his big stat is the plus minus. Um, oh, wow. Last year was a bad playoff year for him. It's plus minus negative nine. Jeez. Um, anyway, so I don't know. Like I said, I think you're a little, little harsh on him, but uh, I think I agree that he would need to be the piece you need to mortgage. I think you need to send him. You need to send a bunch of picks. You know what I mean? You might need to, like, work a Hayward or a Kemba in there so that you can, like, free up money. Um, but, yeah. But that's know. also, like, again, like, part of my take about moving Marcus Smart is that, like, I, I think that he's very much a net positive, and I think that he could be, like, a, a very valuable asset in a trade. Yeah. No, I think he would be. I think he's our most valuable asset that we're willing to trade. Is there a world where you would trade Jalen Brown? That's our most valuable asset if we're willing to trade him for sure. Not for, not like realistically, because like so obviously like this is a little hindsight, but I will say at the time of like the draft, I like remember I was kind of being like, dude, this kid Luca. You were like, like you... well, no, like the year after Jalen, I was like, dude, like Luca's like. This kid Luca is supposed to be Dodgers, like the real ridiculous. deal, and it has like since come out like pretty strongly that Danny tried to make a move for that pick, but wouldn't trade Jalen Brown for it. And so, if you're talking about like in that scenario, like I mean, dude, like I love Jalen, but for a Luke, a Luca, Luca could you imagine if we had yeah. Luca right now? But so, like, oh, realistically. I don't think I would want to move Jalen Brown. Yeah. Again, well, like, would you um, trade like, like going back last year? Like, would you make that move, Jalen Brown, for Kawhi, knowing what you know now? Like, say, like you're the Raptors and you win a championship. Yeah, you're saying we get the yeah. championship. I feel like you have to, dude. Yeah, I, there's no guarantee that you're going to get a championship with these guys right now. Yeah. There's no guarantee. I mean, especially after this season, uh, you know what I mean. Like, I, I think I would hate that. I hate that choice, and I feel like I'm making it. Like, I don't want to make that choice, but I feel like I would be dumb not to. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean. I, I Let me know. ask you this question now, because right after my wedding, we just got into a discussion about being like, "Oh, is Jalen the best player in his draft class?" And Jamal Murray came up, and I feel like you scoffed at us for saying. Uh, you might take Jamal Murray over Jalen Brown. Have you changed your take on that, seeing what he's done? Well, yeah, dude, obviously. Like, yeah, obviously. But you weren't like, you weren't like, oh, a thousand percent Jamal Murray. I feel like you're acting like you jumped on that train hardcore. 
I mean, like, we were all kind of like, eh, I would, like, pretty soundly take Jamal Murray. Like, I wasn't like, oh, my God, you're, you just passed on LeBron, but I don't know. I feel like you were like, Jamal Murray, what the fuck? Yeah, I guess I thought it was a little bit more, yeah, whatever. I mean, semantics. But, yeah, I mean, Jamal Murray obviously is the better player right now, for sure. I mean, undoubtedly, but, you know, yeah, the, the guy that's a better player. But that's information I didn't have at that time. And I, I think I stand by my take at that time, to be honest. Okay. I, it's obviously different now, but that's me. That's hindsight. I'm not going to give you a hindsight take. It's also yeah, so different yeah, role like, on the team. You've never seen, you've never yeah, seen Jalen with the role of Murray. Has a lot of people ahead of him from the shoot perspective. That's like, true. You know, some sometimes Marcus Smart's first on the shooting trade or ahead of the shooting trade than him, depending on how they're playing. So, um, Murray has been insane. Luca had insane. It was just, it was very fun to watch NBA playoffs this year. It was, me, yeah. I thought, I thought, I thought they put out a super solid product. It was. I haven't watched any of the finals though. Yeah, because I'm pissed, dude. I, I hate that the Lakers are winning, and I hate that LeBron James is winning. I hate, I hate that he just like went to go, and so like that's really why I feel like I have to take that Kawhi Leonard deal now. Is because it feels like the only other thing that you're fighting for is a chance to put together a dynasty team. Right and and like the only team that's really done that organically and they definitely underperformed was the Warriors, like you know what I mean. And like even they had to go out and get Kevin Durant to like stay on track with that, you know. So it's like, it's like do uh, like so yeah. do we hang on and hope that like Tatum turns into uh, you know Curry from a success level and Brown turns into you know Clay from a success level and and like you know maybe we draft or 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 like one of our other younger guys kind of steps up and becomes or like you know Marcus can can become your your um your green I you know I don't know but I, I just don't I don't know that, that that's realistic to wait for so it feels like you should you have to go with that Kawhi Leonard trade and and you know peace out but I don't know it's kind of tough um any closing thoughts on Celtics boys not really. I feel like we covered it. Cool. Yeah, I feel like we did pretty good there. Um, you guys watching anything good? Um, Fantasy Football Focus podcast. I listen to the CBS one myself, Fantasy Football Today. I don't listen to any fantasy football. Yeah, I know. Oh, oh, that's why you're one and three. You guys are two and two. You're two you and two. Enough clout. Don't worry about me. That's two. That's all you ride is on, on your clout, dude. I mean, <laughs> Couple championships back in college when we fucking were hammered every day. Back in know? college, bro. You've got a couple I... of Reese ones. You got you got some recent ones. You got some recent yeah, ones. You Garby, do okay. Thank you. You do okay. A couple. Oh yeah. Uh, back okay. in college, I'm pretty bro. sure you won like yeah, three it. years in a row. Like it. Like three I did, years ago, dude. I won three out of four. Oh, yeah. Rich can. Yeah. yeah. You do okay. Hey, Rich. Would okay. you make the playoffs last? Uh, not last year, didn't I? No. Last year. Yeah, pretty sure no, you last didn't. Year. Look it you up. You got bounced by Carrie. Look it up. Okay. No, I bounced Carrie last year, I think. Or is the year before that I bounced her? Yeah, no, I didn't get in. I think it was like I think it might have been four yeah. years ago. It's been a rough three years, <laughs> I'll be honest. <laughs> yeah, it's been a rough three years. Yeah. Dude, it's my it's my number two league, dude. You keep saying that. You, know you that. keep Portsmouth saying my, that. Portsmouth. It, dude, I have a much better performance record in Portsmouth. I, I do. That's true. I've said that to you for years. Okay. I, Dick, have I not said that to you for years? 
you have not always maintained. You've maintained maybe since like last year that like you're just like ah no like, dude shut the fuck up nick are you serious i used to say that to you in mission hill all the time it's one of the reasons why we bumped up to 100 bucks because i used to tell you dude portsmouth's a more important lead to me because it's more worth more money and there's more people in it and it's harder to do i've how said many, that to you how many people are in that's it horse shit there's 14 people in portsmouth and it's had the extra it's had the extra flex slot in there ever since i joined one year there's 16 people in it it's just a it's just a more difficult league. It's just it's harder. You have to go deeper. And it was at one point in time it was a hundred bucks in Port and and the Lambda League was fifty bucks. Okay. I'm just saying since you Is that not true, Nick? No, is that but not what true? What was also true is that you're like, okay, if we bump up, like I'm like given full commitment and like that has not also been the case on your ends. I haven't like I haven't like missed setting up my lineup or anything like that. Okay. I mean you're making, ex- like, you're hey, making dude, excuses just... right now. Hey, dude, I'm just saying you came into Portsmouth League in like one season and then bounced. Couldn't hang. Guy, because I'm so in four. I'm just, guy, I told you I'm, I was in, I'm in four leagues. Like, I just like, I can't do it. <laughs> like. Yeah, dude. All right. Okay. Um, anything else? You guys watch anything good? Nothing. nothing. Oh, wow. He's so upset now. No, nah, okay. dude. I, I have nothing. All You're right. the big TV guy. Are you watching anything good? Uh, I am watching. What's what your, is this called? your new nun show? It's on. Dude, War, dude, Warrior Nuns is lit. If you haven't watched it, it's, it's fucking lit. I'm watching the Chef's Table barbecue yeah. version right now. Yeah, I think you talked I about watched that. I watch Barbecue Showdown on Netflix. <laughs> Big barbecue uh, showdown guy. Oh, dude, I binged. I binged Sneakerheads. Oh, is it good? Oh, it's fucking hilarious. It's wicked good. You should absolutely uh-huh. watch it. It's fucking hilarious. Um. That I just binged something on. I just binged something on Hulu too. Uh, that was pretty good, uh, or or maybe it was a movie that was pretty good. You know what happened to me last night or two nights ago? Monday night, Monday night football was. Um, I was gonna watch Monday night football. I was waiting for the eight o'clock game to start, and I was just like flipping through the channels. Grown Ups was on. You remember? Oh like, yeah, yeah. Adam Chris Rock and, and like Chris Rock and you know whatever. Um, and so I put it on and like, you ever like put on a movie and you're like, yeah, I'll watch this for 30 minutes. And then like, next thing you know, you're just like, like invested in the movie that you've seen before. And it's like a good movie, but it could have been a lot funnier. And so I ended up watching that whole thing, um, which is pretty good. Dude, it was, it's, a, it's pretty funny. It's no, pretty it funny. is. It's but just, you're just like, they went too family know. with it. Grownups. Yeah, dude. Exactly. It's pretty legit, dude. You know, they just—they could have gone. They should have gone. They should have gone more old. Like it, it. They went like very, um, like PG, where they should have gone like old school, like you know what I mean, like more like Animal House type com- comedy. It would have been. It would have been better. It would have been hilarious. They just had such a, a legend lineup. But yeah, doing that. Um, oh, quick uh, shameless plug. Doing I did trivia. At Dwyer's Pub, I hosted trivia, um, office trivia at Dwyer's Pub uh, last night on Tuesday, and then we're doing friends trivia this upcoming Tuesday at Dwyer's Pub. You hosted in it, Hampshire, so um, yeah, I hosted it. Oh, cool! How'd it go, yeah, dude? It was awesome. So it was good, man. I mean, they probably had like, I, I mean, I'm eyeballing it, but like somewhere between sixty and seventy people there. It was, yeah, dude. It was a lot of people. There was like a lot more Is people. That allowed. Is that allowed? Yeah, they have outdoor. It's outdoor seating. Um, it's all outdoor oh, all right. seating that they have. And so it was 
yeah, man, I mean, it was pretty good. It was pretty legit. So had a good time, did that, and then um, we're doing it again next Tuesday, um, Dwyer's Pub, Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Uh, so definitely come by if you are in the area. Uh, all right, cool. Any other closing thoughts, boys? Um, nope. Find us on Instagram at any social or at any underscore social, excuse me, Twitter at any social too. My personal Instagram at sun underscore of underscore Ray 24. You can follow me on Ryan A. Garby. That's Ryan A. G. A. R. B. And the boy E. And if you do try to follow me and I don't know you, I probably won't accept it. <laughs> and the a stands for anaconda i'm richard kennedy you can find me at kennedy 1627 on instagram thanks for uh sticking with us here during this late night recording cheers Peace. people